Hello and welcome to the ISBA BursaCast, covering the period 3rd to 11th of November, and the latest operational and regulatory issues that impact independent schools. If you have a question, please email office at theisba.org.uk or refer to bulletin number 8, which is available in the ISBA reference library. So, to kick things off, please note that the ISBA Summary of Government Guidance is now published fortnightly, given the Department for Education's reduced frequency of updates on education issues. The latest ISBA version is dated 9th of November and includes information on the portfolios of the new education ministers, the additional bank holiday on Monday 8th of June next year for His Majesty's coronation, which actually takes place on the previous Saturday. Available support to the National Tutoring Programme, a warning on the increase of drone activity above schools, and advice to contact your local police if they are seen loitering near schools. And a boost of £180 million for the Early Years sector, and the recent publication of the Early Years Foundation Stage Handbook for 2023. In the bulletin this week, there is useful information for pregnant women and new parents who will receive greater protection from being made redundant under the new proposed legislation. The Protection from Redundancy, Pregnancy and Family Leave Bill is now backed by the government and is likely to become law. Under current rules, before making an employee on maternity leave, shared parental leave or adoption leave redundant, employers are obliged to offer them a suitable alternative vacancy where one exists. The new bill aims to extend protection so that it applies to pregnant women before they start maternity leave and after they return to work. It will also protect new parents returning to work from adoption or shared parental leave. The government believes this will shield new parents and expectant mothers from workplace discrimination, offering them greater job security at an important time in their lives. From the Information Commissioner's Office, you may be aware they recently issued a £4.4 million fine in relation to a cyber attack and, as a result, joined forces with the National Cyber Security Centre to give small businesses simple, practical advice to help improve their cyber security and data protection via a webinar on the 22nd of November at 10.30am. Also in the bulletin this week is news that the Independent Schools Council is running their annual Partnerships Week social media campaign, commencing on the 14th of November, in parallel with the launch of this year's Celebrating Partnerships booklet. Schools are encouraged to join in and post their collaborative projects to help the sector collectively focus on promoting meaningful partnership work between independent and state schools. Keeping to the theme of safeguarding and following the success of our current Safeguarding for Bursa's six-session course with Sarah McKim, an ex-ISI legal advisor and expert, I thought you'd find this short excerpt from the independent inquiry into child sexual abuse from Sir William Atkinson, one of the UK's most respected heads, who was asked a question on raising concerns against a member of staff and their behaviours towards children and how to create an ethos and culture to encourage reporting. Here it is. I agree. Uh, It is the case that if the the environment, the culture is right in the school, and everybody put uh, the needs of the children foremost, it 
it, it, it is helpful that issues that arise that might affect a young person within the school, whether it's from a, a parent, which can be very difficult, a fellow student or a member of staff, there is this uh, willingness, uh, not uh, willingness uh, to actually share the information with the designated individual in the school for it to be taken up and then investigated or communicated to the appropriate outside agency. It is all about the culture. It's all about everybody matters in the school. Everyone has the entitlement to go about their business without fear, undue concern within the organization. And one has established a situation where the big people are of the same value as the little people uh, in the organization, and everybody really at an entitlement, a right to be uh, safe within the institution. Thank you. Please do note, we will be running a further set of Safeguarding for Bursars six weekly online sessions in the new year. And now to our top three advice and guidance questions and answers for this week. The first question regards DBS checks for staff families living on the school premises. In reply, please read our very recently published document 391, Adults Staying with Boarding House Staff Policy, which references NMS 19.2, and states that, for all those aged 16 and over, not on the role of, nor employed by the school, who live on the same premises as boarders, an enhanced certificate with a check of the children's barred list must be obtained. It is also worth observing that premises is defined as anyone using the same exit and entry points and living within the boundaries of the school, and that regular visitors fall within this requirement, although some judgment is required on ad hoc visitors. Our second question relates to social media checks on those applicants shortlisted during the recruitment process. Keeping children safe in education states in paragraph 221 that the shortlisting process should consider an online search as part of the school's due diligence to help identify any incidents or issues that may have happened and are publicly available online, so they may be explored at interview. Please also see the latest ISBA document 2873, Safer Recruitment and the Use of Online Searches, for more detailed advice. And our third question relates to the checks required for a new chair of governors. In answer, the Department of Education's updated guidance on the required checking process for proprietors and chairs of governors of independent schools can be found in document 2889, which includes a DBS application form for completion. Do note that the firm Verifile processed the DBS applications on behalf of the Department of Education and will contact the applicant once the application has been fully processed. Now, before we hear our top tip of the week, we're just going to listen to a chat I had with John Murphy about some of the upcoming challenges to the sector and the content ISBA is putting out there to help our members navigate these. So, on to John. It's good to, good to speak to you. I want to just firstly get into what we have coming up with the RSBA in the next couple of weeks. What is first on your list of things to talk about? Well, the first thing is to keep an eye on what the trades unions are up to in their balloting for strike action in schools. Uh, obviously, they've got a, a great pool in the 
state school sector, and they're trying to loop independent schools into the same action. We've put an advice note in the library as to how schools can deal with this, and we have an issue whereby we don't think independent schools are in conflict with the union because independent schools don't belong to the uh, state pay teachers' pay structure. Uh, so there's a, a question or two to be an asked and answered on that. And as I say, that advice note is available in the library, and we've highlighted it in the bulletin that comes out today. And then what else is coming up? Because I gather 17th, we have an HR day at BMA House in London. What can we look forward to there? Yes, we have. Um, and that's going to be a day where we're trying to make the point that schools need to be an employer of choice for the people that they've got within their within their four walls, if you like. Um, it's not just a school of choice, but actually to make the employees feel valued and looked after and want to stay within the school environment. So that's really the aim of the day. There's some different elements to that, and they're all covered in the day. We've got a lady called Jean Boyle, who's doing the keynote in the morning with Helen Tucker supporting that from Stone King. So that's going to set things off really, really well. And then we break out into a session on low-level concerns, because that's got everybody's eye at the moment, particularly with uh, a piece in the press where there was a mistake made in recruiting into an independent school only last week. So we need to be clear that we are still absolutely on top of all the safeguarding parts. There's a second part, which is slightly more serious about managing investigations. And then um, a third session, which promotes and supports and the mental health and well-being of, of staff in schools. So part of driving towards being that best employer around. Following that, trying to pr promote a positive culture is another breakout session. And then the recruitment and retention session sort of ends ends the day, if you like, with a with a panel session. So I thought that was quite a good day's worth of content. But on top of it, um, there's a mock disciplinary hearing where over the process of an hour, compress the disciplinary hearing and actually see what the technical aspects are of that too. So it'll be a day where I hope plenty of notes are taken and plenty of people go away with lots of um, different pieces of advice that they can apply to their own schools and try and get their school to the point where they are the employer of choice in the local area. Yeah, and an important part of the independent school structure, definitely. Hmm. And then looking a little bit further forward, I understand that in December, on the Fourth, fifth to say, fifth of December. Yeah, thank you. You you know your dates, good man. <laughs> uh, on the fifth, there's uh, strategy day, right? And that's at Bradford, is it? Yes, it is. We're doing that in uh, in in Bradford, and it's following uh, the the two we've done previously, but really going through what we see as the financial threats to independent schools, both the the transient threats of high inflation. Um, high interest rates and high energy costs, not not last, but definitely not least in that. So that then overlays on the threatening words we're hearing from both the Labour Party and to some degree the Conservatives about how they want to change the tax position for schools. So what we're aiming to do in the strategy days is to point out how these risks will come to pass, when they'll come in, what effect they will have on various schools and what schools can do in anticipation of these very difficult times arriving and what they will look like in shape and structure once um, this rather awkward transition period of the next couple of years will have passed. Okay, so there's a lot to sort of dive into there. And Yeah, I, I should actually add that not only are we doing that session on the 5th of um, December, we're also doing one in Scotland. Just let me check the date. You said I, I knew my dates. I think I do. It's the 23rd. Uh, we're doing the same session, but with a Scottish twist um, in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh Academy. Um, so it's fundamentally looking at the same, the same um, 
set of threats, but from a Scottish perspective, because their legislative base is slightly different, as is the taxation base. And I understand yesterday we had a safeguarding webinar. What was that sort of entailing and what are the details of that to come? Well, that's the part of the, the trial we're doing with a course we've put together on safer recruitment and safeguarding. We've got both of these courses with the CPD accreditation people for them to approve, and we have no doubt that they will be approved. Um, but in the meantime, they are exposing the people in schools who are involved in this to every detail that they need to know to safely generate a, a good safeguarding culture within the school. So this will become part of our core output. It's something that I've felt quite strongly we should be doing for a good number of years now. Um, but we need to make sure that these courses are available at every level within schools so everybody gets where their responsibilities lie towards the children that they have in their care and the safeguarding duties that the government puts on them. And this responsibility is school-wide from, you know, governors down to support staff? Absolutely. Everybody. Yes. The school needs to become a little bubble of safety for everybody that's in it, um, pupils particularly, but staff as well, if there are vulnerable members of staff, obviously. But it must be the place where safety is never compromised in terms of safeguarding and nobody is under any pressure or threat. Yeah, absolutely. And so final things to discuss are for you, what are your you know, top tips for dealing with the winter blues, you know, as we start to have a little bit less sun, a little bit more rain, a bit more dreary days, what what do you recommend for staying chipper? Ooh, um, I would plan all the spring term activities. I'd have a look yeah. and see what's coming in, in as spring begins to um, to, to begin begins to appear in in February and sort of March April time. That's the first point, and the second point is I'd look back on what's been a very busy twenty twenty two, and actually congratulate schools for being sufficiently flexible to bounce back after COVID and to begin to re-establish themselves in what m is a normal pattern of behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've never encountered situations that we have in the past couple of years, and it's led to a lot of amazing things happening and fantastic people taking on amazing tasks and completing them wonderfully. Well, and tasks that were completely impenetrable when we were given them. Um, and all of mm. a sudden we found a way of mapping through and here we are at the other side thinking, mm, okay, that worked. Um, but actually what you're missing by saying that is the, the immense effort and the congratulations that are due to people who actually banded together and delivered. Um, and it's fabulous when you look back on it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's enough to warm the coldest of winter days, I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so. All right, John, I'll, I'll let you get back to your, your busy day, but thank you so much for taking a bit of time to chat. You're welcome. Now, as promised, ISBA's top tip of the week is we held a popular webinar last week on radon and risk assessment guidance, which is now available in documents 2949 and 2950. And so looking forward, our webinar program for the next month continues to be free and includes webinars on Tuesday, the 22nd of November at 2pm, Making Your Marketing and Communications GDPR Compliant. Friday, 2nd of December, Immigration Rules for Schools, which was moved from the previous date of the 25th of October. And Tuesday, the 6th of December, In the Air, The Future of Asbestos. And our autumn term professional development programme continues with our HR face-to-face one-day conference at BMA House, London, on Thursday, the 17th of November. And now to what is a new ISBA initiative, 
our new online safer recruitment course, which launches at the end of this month. This self-paced CPD-accredited online course forms part of a suite of safeguarding training resources suitable for independent schools to ensure compliance with safeguarding regulations, keeping children safe in education, and inspection requirements. The course takes those responsible for recruiting and interviewing, staff, governors and volunteers, through the safer recruitment process, from preparing to advertise the post to the final appointment. And looking forward, our ever-popular next set of face-to-face regional meetings are on Tuesday, the 15th of November at 10am for Kent Schools at Benenden School, Wednesday, the 16th of November at 10am for Eastern Schools at Maidingley Hall, Cambridge, Tuesday, the 22nd of November at 10.30am for the Southern Region at Cumnor House, Thursday, the 24th of November at 10am for London Schools at Salters Hall, and Wednesday, the 30th of November at 2pm for the South West, Seven and Avon at Taunton School. And the next online regional meetings are for the North East on Wednesday, the 23rd of November at 9.30am, Welsh Schools on Tuesday the 29th of November at 2pm, and for Surrey on Tuesday the 6th of December at 9.30am. Please note that Caterham School's Education Evolution Conference on Wednesday the 16th of November has been cancelled with appropriate refunds and they are now working to capture experiences and thoughts on the subject in a digital format. And finally, the latest reference library editions and updated documents are Disputes Over Pay, The Threat of Industrial Action, Webinar Slides on Radon Considerations for Landlords, Radon in Rented Homes, Risk Assessment Guidance for Private Landlords, Guidance Notes on the Employment Status of Volunteers, A Complaints Policy, Discipline, Exclusion and Required Removal Policy, and the Summary of Government Guidance, Fortnightly Updates and Weekly Bulletin 8. As ever, our legal guidance details are in the show notes for this episode. Thank you for listening. Until next time, farewell. Mm.